Today on the Evangelist Podcast, we're concluding our look at 321 The Gospel Presentation. The Evangelist Podcast from Revival. Find out what's new in telling people the good news about God, the world, and you with Andy Brinkley and Glenn Scrivener. Welcome back to the Evangelist Podcast. This is the show where we encourage you in your witness to your friends, your family, and even complete strangers. With me is Glenn Scrivener. Hello. And I'm Andy Brinkley. If you like listening each week, we'd really appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. It helps us get seen by more people. Just go to revivalmedia.org slash iTunes. If you listen on Stitcher Radio, you can go to revivalmedia.org slash Stitcher, and that will take you directly to the podcast page where you can leave us a rating and review. We'd be very happy if you could do that for us. So, Glenn, we've been looking at the three, two, one gospel presentation. Mm-hmm. We did an introduction. We did three. Yep. We did let me two. Te- let me test you. Let me test you. What's, we did one. what's three? What's three? <laughs> Come on, Andy. God is three persons united in love. Correct. What's two? There are two representatives. Adam who, and Christ. Adam and Christ. Excellent. And one. And one. Who are you one with? Brilliant. Right, there you go. Adam or Christ. There you, you've been listening. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> So what we're going to do today is is sort of a, a bit of a application of three two one. Mm. Is it uh, answer some questions perhaps about it? And yeah, like and why we do it the way we do it. And yeah. So three two one does seem to be all about doctrines. Mm. We don't seem to discuss creation or the birth of Christ or mm. Christ's resurrection. Yeah, not, not in any great detail. Yeah, yeah. Um, where are they? <laughs> where are they? Because they're not in three or two or one. Because three and two and one are sort of the doctrines that underpin the gospel. Three, two, one. If you just say three, two, and one, you don't actually talk about the gospel events: creation, fall, Christ's coming, his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension. Um, all that stuff you've got to actually put into your gospel presentation. So um, there are some very good gospel presentations out there that are kind of based on things like the four spiritual laws and things like that, and the, the four-point gospel that sort of has, you know, creation, fall, then Christ, especially his death on the cross, and then sort of repentance and faith. Or uh, John Stott used to say that the, sort of the, the story of the Bible was creation, fall, redemption, consummation when Christ comes at the end. And, and those are kind of the gospel events, and it is absolutely vital to proclaim that because what the gospel is is news to tell. Um, not ideas to share, but news to tell about stuff that's happened. So it is absolutely vital as as we're sharing three, two, one that we don't neglect those gospel events. So the video presentation that we've done absolutely talks about you know creation and it talks about Christ's coming and dying and rising again. And so that's absolutely vital. But the reason why three, two, one kind of focuses on the doctrines is that it is possible to discuss the events and to fit them into a context that they weren't meant to be fitted into. You could talk about Jesus' death, for instance, and simply see that as an example, couldn't you? You could, you could, you could proclaim Christ and Him crucified, and just say, "Well, Jesus gave everything for God. Now it's your turn." You could, you could preach it like that. That wouldn't be gospel. That wouldn't be good news. You could preach the resurrection and simply preach it as, 
you know, I suppose that just goes to show that there's more to life than death and that there's, you know, um, which would be one application of the resurrection. But that's not particularly the good news according to the Bible. According to the Bible, Jesus was raised from the dead according to the scriptures, according to scripture's story of these things. So 3 to 1 um, doesn't give you the events, but it does give you the doctrines into which these events fit. Okay, 3 to 1 is not the simplest presentation in the world. No. Um, isn't it a bit complicated? Hmm. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It is. It isn't simple. And um, in some ways, I want to see that as a positive. I hear the drawback, and we want to be simple, as simple as possible. But um, it was Albert Einstein who said things should be made as simple as possible, and no simpler. Uh, and what he was getting at is that there is a danger of being too simplistic. Um, when you start to be simplistic. You start not just to be simple, but to to fall into error. And you start twisting the truth. You start cutting off things from your gospel that ought not to be cut off. So, yeah, talking about Trinity, union with Christ, and Adam and Christ, and that's not the simplest thing in the world. But I, I, I think what it's an attempt to do is to say, I know this won't instantly make sense to you, non-Christian. I know it won't instantly make sense to you, but why don't you come on over to the Christian household and take a look around and and spend some time here? You're not going to get it instantly, but I hope that actually the time that it takes to understand 321 will be time well spent because it'll be time kind of soaking in an, a, a biblical worldview and time that is spent seeing the world in a different way. And the fact that it doesn't instantly connect with the way we ordinarily see the world, I, I would see as, as a plus point. Because we don't, we don't want to just say, hey, everything you believe is true, let me just add this Jesus gloss. That's not what evangelism is. Evangelism is inviting someone into a story that seems quite weird to begin with. But actually that strangeness can be a real attraction if mm. we're saying something different. So there is a drawback to it being not the simplest thing in the world. But I, I think use that, draw people into into this world that is strange, and then hopefully that strange world starts to infect them a little bit. Mm. So three, two, one doesn't begin where people are at. No. So how are people going to sort of connect with it? Yeah, yeah, and that's really important because so so often you see evangelism, evangelism is explained in terms of find out where people are at and then make the bridge between where they're at to Jesus. And and essentially 321 doesn't attempt to do that at all really. I mean it starts with Trinity. You know like nobody's nobody's beginning there. Or very few people are beginning there. Sometimes sometimes people ask, so what's this whole deal with the Trinity? Sometimes they do, but um it's it's not what people are talking about in the pub. <laughs> um, and so I I guess I don't really believe evangelism is building stepping stones from the unbeliever to the gospel. Essentially, I believe evangelism is proclaiming that gospel, which itself, once you understand it, connects with people where they are. Uh, it was interesting. I, I was doing a, a, a talk about um, Martin Luther and how he preached the gospel to people. And it was interesting. He, he had this sort of illustration about marriage. And uh, we were talking about this in the last episode, about um, how marriage is a great illustration of oneness with Jesus. And Martin Luther said, 
you know, imagine a marriage where this king goes and marries this prostitute and, and kind of gives himself to her and gives his kingdom and his throne and his inheritance and his royalty all to this, you know, poor, impoverished, debt-ridden woman. And he kind of painted this picture that was very down-to-earth, but at the same time was utterly upside down. What he didn't do, what he didn't do was say, hey, we all know those marriages, don't we, between rich people and poor people and how rich people give themselves utterly for the poor people and, and cover over all their debts and, you know, invite them into their royal family. You know that? Well, that's just like what happens in the gospel. It wasn't like that at all. It was, here's this really weird story, but let's see if I can tell it in a down-to-earth way that sounds really strange, but that that still manages to connect. And I think that's what I want to do in evangelism. It's what I want to, want to do with 321. Start with this strange story, but hopefully by the end of it, once you've understood it, you go, oh, that's why we feel like love's the greatest thing. Because God is love. Like, oh, that's why we think that, you know, connections of minds and hearts uh, are what life is all about. Oh, because actually God is that kind of community and we're, we're made for oneness with Jesus. And, and that actually out the far side of understanding 321, that's where the connection happens. So I, I am presuming on the non-Christians kind of indulgence. I'm begging their indulgence. Come on in. I know this seems weird to begin with, but let me do that. So that it's not it's not really my evangelistic techniques that are building the bridges. I'm presuming that there are relationships going on. I'm presuming that there is love. I'm presuming that the Christians who are using 321 actually have relationships with non-Christians and actually love them and actually build up trust enough to say, hey, do you want to think about the Christian message for a few minutes? Mm. Please do come on over. So I'm not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to bridge into the Christian story. I'm assuming that Christians have loving relationships with non-Christians, that they can build up the trust and, and just invite them, hey, do you want to hear about this Christian story? Mm. And then where I think the connection happens is once they've understood the Christian story, then they see how it makes, makes sense of their world. Mm. How have you found that uh, 321 has, has been received by people? What uh, has this response been? Yeah, it's really surprisingly good. So it, it's it's being translated into, I think, uh, 12 or 13 languages at the moment. and, and Oh, I, in fact, I just got an email just before now. They're putting it into Welsh as well. So <laughs> I, think, I think that might be 13 or 14. Is, so, it, is it in Japanese? It's in Chinese. Chinese, okay. Um, what else is it it's in? That's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. They're putting it into Hindi. So Chinese and Hindi. Yeah. So there's reaching a couple of billion people. Um, um, and it's being put into German and Italian and French and Spanish and Farsi and Turkish mm. and, oh, a few others. I'll, I'll have to check. So so that, that's really exciting that that's happening. And just in the sharing of, of the videos, you know, we've seen people, a friend of mine said um, he... Uh, was talking on Skype with somebody in Singapore 
about the gospel, um, sent him the vi- the video link via email. The guy watched it. They kept talking about it on Skype. The next day on, on Facebook, he changed his status to Christian, you know, which is kind of, that's evangelism in a modern age, isn't it? And I've heard other stories about people just sharing the video, uh, other people who uh, are doing the course. We'll talk about the course in a second. There is a three-week evangelistic course that people can do and... and um, heard recently you know a, a girl did that just absolutely in tears just saying this it, it's like the greatest love story yeah. um the gospel is like the greatest love story this is amazing you know other, other people saying at the end of the course i want in on this jesus i went i want in um i've been to baptisms in in different churches where people have you know they've come to christ and three two one's been part of part of their journey a friend of mine um was doing it as baptism preparation for a, for a couple, and and uh, at the end of it, um, this guy was saying, you know, three ones taught me that Jesus is good news because he gave himself selflessly to me, and all this stuff. So there are there are now dozens of churches running uh, three two one the course, and so yeah. this is sort of a, a longer look at each of the three sections of three two one. Yeah, it's a three session evangelistic course. Which um, a lot of churches and Christian unions are enjoying that um, inviting people to like a 10 week course is a, is a massive commitment. Yeah. Saying, do you want to come to a three week course yeah. is a much easier buy in. Yeah. But then what they find is at the end of the three weeks, they say, oh, what else can we do now? Yeah. Um, once you've got them through the doors, it's much easier to get hold of them. So people are enjoying the, the three weeks and they go through three and then two and then one. Um, and uh, it's just me speaking to the camera. So these are sort of longer videos, 10, 10 minutes or so. Yeah, about 50, yeah, 10, 13, 15 minutes, 15 minutes uh, of me talking and then just some discussion questions about that. Yeah. And different people are running it differently. Um, some people are running it so that by the end of the three weeks you've read through John's Gospel. Mm. Uh, other people, they're reading a little bit from John chapters one, uh, Genesis chapters 1 to 3 and then John chapters 1 to 3. There are some sort of little Bible studies you can do alongside that if you like. But essentially, it's three talks with some discussion time afterwards. And, uh, and some people have found the Lord through this, and it's, and it's great. So. so if someone was interested in, in doing that course or perhaps mm. wanting to run a, a series at their own church, would they get an email from you? Absolutely, yeah. We'll, we'll put a link to it on this uh, episode show notes. And, yeah. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. and then yeah, just um, send me a send me a message, and I'll email you the password, and then you're good to go. It's kind of at sort of beta testing stage because we'd we'd love to film them more professionally uh, maybe next year, but we'd love to hear back from churches and Christian unions and and people just doing it one to one with others. Yeah. Love to hear uh, their feedback on it so we can make it as good as possible. Okay, so you've got uh, so there's the gospel presentation, the course. Is is there mm. anything else in the pipeline? Yeah, well, working on the book, so just a little kind of cheap and cheerful evangelistic book that you can uh, uh, give away to friends. I'm also working on 3 to 1 Go, which is kind of evangelism training. Right. And um, and basically, it's taking the doctrines of 3, 2, and 1 and and seeing how they might apply to evangelism. So, you know, so because God is three persons united in love, actually, that's the foundation for mission, because God is this outgoing community of love and he sweeps us up into his mission. And now we as the church are this outgoing community of love and, and out we go. And, and so, it's, so it's taking three, two and one and, and applying them evangelistically and trying to equip people in sharing the faith. So, so I'm working on that as a, as a course as well. Um, 
and yeah, tracts and that kind of thing. Mm. They're all in the pipeline. Watch but this I, space. Watch this space. Watch this space. But it's it's just exciting to see that getting back to the core doctrines of scripture mm. actually equips Christians reinvigorates them, re-excites them about what the gospel is. You know, I, I do 3 two, one with Christians, and Christians are like, oh, I never really got Trinity, and I, I never really got Adam and Christ, I never really got union with Christ, and now I see how it all fits together, mm. and I see how actually the Christian life makes sense. I think so many Christians live their lives... And, you know, they go to church over here and they read their Bible over there and they they try and live a good life over here. And they know that it's got something to do with Jesus over here. And it's this this disparate kind of Christian life that, that we live. So I, I found it really, really great with Christians to get us back to the core doctrines and, and see how Christians suddenly say, you know what, actually, I had I had a girl on Saturday come up to me and say, I, I never really understood the gospel before just like it was a it was a you know a thing for christians and she just came up i don't think i ever understood the gospel before and 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 basically i was just doing three two one go with 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 the guys and just taking them through the gospel again another girl came in tears and just said i I never really got that jesus loved me uh, until i went through this stuff so i'm just i'm just loving getting us back to those core doctrines and then seeing that out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks Mm. seeing that out, out of just a, a deeper understanding of the gospel itself that helps us to gospel others. Mm. So yeah, watch this space. We'll we'll keep on uh, plugging away at that. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Glenn. It's uh, it's good to have an overview of this. And uh, as I say, if anyone that's listening is interested in uh, doing the course or finding out some more information, you can just go to this episode's web address, which is revivalmedia.org/tep30. That will take you directly to the the page. There'll be there'll be the videos there and links to the course. You can find out more information. Well, thanks for listening to the Evangelist podcast, and uh, you'll have to find out what we're going to do next time <laughs> because uh, we don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Email in your suggestions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.